Good afternoon and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, January 21st, a sunny and cold day in Chicago. We are coming off a huge week in NFTs, a lot of big news, several projects doing well, and a lot of big reveals. I've got Brett Ritchie here with me today to break it all down. Brett, how are you doing? I'm good, Tyler. How are you doing? I'm great. Excited to get into it. So we've got a lot on the docket. So on the agenda for today, we're going to hit the new token fire airdrop. We're going to talk Facebook and Instagram NFTs and potential impact for the flow blockchain. We're going to talk Twitter PFP verifications and the hexagons that you've been seeing on your timeline. Then we'll go around the horn. We'll see the seven day market movers from Lucky Trader. Uh, talk a few of the products revealing Azuki, the warps and the crypto bats. In one of ones, we're going to talk ACK's death. We'll hit the floors at WGMI to talk PFPs and art blocks. Uh, we'll, the new art blocks project, Cosmic Reef, dropping next Monday. Touch on Treasure Dow's big week, then hit UF Strike and their upcoming launch this weekend. Sound good? Let's All do right, it. let's get started. So, top story breaking news this morning we've got a new potential airdrop. Uh, falling into our laps here. So I want to get into some of the details on it. Before we do that, quick uh, caveat, I have not seen any information on the team behind this project um, or the contract. It does not appear the contract's been released or audited yet, at least publicly. So certainly, you know, buyer beware right now. Uh, but it is an interesting idea. So I at least wanted to cover it. Um, so from their webpage here that we're showing, the NFT Launchpad, launch your NFT collections in minutes without a developer. So it seems like the, the product that TokenFi is here is essentially an NFT Launchpad um, for those who don't have access to the developers, the more of the back end, the smart contract, uh, Solidity devs, that type of thing. So they, they claim that if you've got the idea for an NFT product, you can launch it just with a few clicks using their platform. Um, as we scroll down, it's got a little bit about the product, right, and why you should use it. And then I do want to briefly cover the tokenomics here uh, if we scroll down here. So um, a billion tokens in total, 50% are going to the airdrop, 20% for staking rewards, 10% for liquidity providers, 10% to the team. So this is a brief overview. Uh, I really wish we knew more about the investors and the team here. Um, the, the token airdrop supply is tied to your OS spending and the amount of transactions. So for those who are, have been fairly active in the last year, they're set up for a decent volume of tokens. Brett, I don't know how much exposure you've had to this. It's fairly late breaking. Are you, are you buying, yeah. holding, or selling the token file I, I woke up at 6 a.m to try and get to get on a whitelist so i slept back uh till right before the show basically so i ba barely saw it um but i do have some thoughts i like i actually really like what they're trying to do uh with looks rare um right like OpenSea is already there uh, other than their the token rewards the product itself is not something groundbreaking um however I get, there's a lot of people that are like, how do I launch an NFT? Like people don't want to launch into the OpenSea storefront, right? So if they can do this in a better way where you basically get your own contract going through them where you don't have to code it up yourself, this actually solves 
a pretty big need in the space. And I know they're not the only ones uh, going for this market, but the token, I think, we've, as we've seen with Looks Rare, um, users are going to gravitate toward a product where they do offer these token rewards. And especially when the playing field is pretty much even, like it is right now with, with these sort of create your own smart contract products, right? None of them have really cornered the market. I think that the token could actually do well. Like my plan, again, very initial thought, I may change it, but current plan is to stake these. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you. When I started reading about this product, I, I like the use case. I'm fairly bullish on it myself. I, again, just want to reiterate to our listeners. I think my concern right now is still the anonymous team behind this. I'd like a little bit more information on them and then a little bit more information on the contract. Just, you know, we, we've seen how some of these airdrops have gone recently. Um, oh, yeah. For, with In regard to the contract, what I do, I always, just no need to rush in. You don't need to be first. Wait and then let some, I follow, you know, I follow a lot of people in the space on Twitter. The ones I know and trust that are sort of sophisticated uh, Solidity devs that can, that can read the code, usually it, it kind of goes viral. Hey, like this contract's safe. So uh, don't rush it and just wait sort of for confirmation on Twitter. Make sure don't, you know, don't just look for one random account. Make sure it's like somebody with a pretty big reach and multiple people typically is what I wait for. Yeah, totally agree. Great advice. All right. So we'll, we'll be actively following that. We'll post more information as we have it to our Twitter. Let's get to our next story. Facebook and Instagram here may help you create and sell NFTs. So a little, uh, this article here looks like Meta, you know, previously Facebook is getting more into the NFT game. It, talking about their wallet technology called Novi, potentially supporting this functionality. Uh, as I understand it, yes, Instagram is reportedly testing a way to showcase NFTs while Meta is said to be discussing a marketplace that would help you buy or sell these digital collectibles. So Facebook, getting into the marketplace, Instagram being more of like the, the Twitter kind of showing off your NFTs. It's, it's interesting. I would say not a huge surprise. You know, first thoughts that come to head, face, Meta's marketplace is one of the biggest revenue drivers for that company. And it's been pretty wildly successful. And certainly it will be a way to reach more users than OpenSea or Coinbase could, could really even dream of. By orders of magnitude, man, like their their user base is almost the world. Um, I know like a ton of people kind of hate Facebook or and whatever, but like they still have billions of users. So to me, if they built an NFT marketplace, um, that's that's really bullish for the space. Whatever your thoughts on Facebook are individually, that is gonna bring a lot of a lot, a lot of users uh new entrants into this space. Yeah, so it's Definitely bullish for NFTs overall. And then an interesting tweet I saw. So Rohan, the CEO of Dapper Labs, leading up the Flow blockchain, tweeted the eyes emoji. So I'm very curious if Flow will be tied into this. Do you have any? I mean, any Flow, I consider them, they're, they're, they're somewhat similar to Facebook. Like, you know, they're, they're pretty um, like, uh, I don't know, corporate, I guess. Like, I, I like, I like Flow a lot. Um, but they're definitely going for like the more retail, the bigger, the big box kind of approach instead of like the more gunslinging Web3 mentality. Um, and, and I think that the, that's the correct approach really for the retail audience that they're going for. Uh, we've talked about this, right? You can just use an email and credit card. 
uh, it's a much better experience than setting up a MetaMask and like worrying about all that for the for the sort of average person. Um, like I don't think they're gonna be with the current like UX of signing up for Web three on Ethereum. I really don't think it's gonna scale to the mass audience. Like at you know without Coinbase custodying or like you know all these people aren't just gonna get a MetaMask. Like that's out of the question. So I think Flow is uh in a really good spot to to be an onboard ramp for the retail audience so i'm, I'm interested in like getting exposure to, to whatever they're doing with nfts for sure and i'm still having conversations with friends who want to get into nfts and the metamask all that's still a huge barrier to entry massive so anything that facebook can do i think is going to be really bullish for the overall ecosystem all right let's get to our third story so we've been hinting at this it's been on our radar for a while Twitter PFP verification, and now we've got the information. So it's tied to Twitter Blue, which is their subscription program. So for $3 a month, you can get Twitter Blue. I think it allows you to edit your tweets, and now it'll allow you to have your verified PFP. They've got a video up on the Twitter Blue page. where They kind of walk you through how to do it. Essentially, you connect through a wallet and, and – Look through your NFT collection, which one that you want to use, make it your PFP. So it's finally here. You know, I don't think it's been quite as impactful right off the gun as we thought that it might be. I've seen some problems with folks trying to connect hardware wallets to it. So there's been a little bit of FUD about anyone who's using it is, is simply advertising that they're using a hot wallet for their high value NFTs. So I think we need that to subside a little bit, but I'm interested for the bigger, you know, impacts to come. Are we going to see any influencers exposed for inability to use hexagons? What, what are your thoughts on any uh, immediate impacts that we may have here? Brett? Yeah, I think, I mean, this is just the first version of it, but I actually thought it was going to be like a more exclusive rollout, like just start with a few projects, or even since they're working with the OpenSea API, only uh, verified projects. Because right now I can I can mint a copy of an ape and get it in the hexagon. If you do click in, you you'll see it won't say it's from the verified collection. But uh, you anything can it can be the NFT in the hexagon, um, which is fine. I think like this. I have a ton of stuff I like that's not verified, um, but that also means that you can get the punks and apes. You're going to see people rocking those in the hexagon, even if it's not the real one, and, and then you're going to have to click in to see it. So I, you know, maybe a blue check would be good or, you know, something to, to write on the hexagon that would signify like, hey, this is a real thing. Um, because I think that would be good for these, um, you know, especially the high value collections, people really like flexing. Uh, but, you know, it's a step in the right direction, I think, for sure. Yeah, I'm right there with you. We, we both we're kind of pontificating that we thought they might go big collection by big collection and they didn't they went the opposite way and went totally broad so could be a few hiccups but again v1 so we'll be interested to see where this one goes all right well that's our top news let's go ahead and get into our seven day look back at the project rankings today we're going to look at the lucky trader seven day board here the lead story of the week it's azuki so they did their public sale last wednesday it's been a long pre-reveal process. We finally got the reveal yesterday and it's been very well received. So I'll go ahead and quickly show 
the Azuki OS page for those who aren't familiar uh, with the art style. Uh, I'd say it's, it's definitely got the on one type vibes to me uh, when, when you look at the art, but we saw some really strong high-end sales. They've got the gold metallic hoodies that DZ and several of the other influencers have been touting a bit. Um, immediately on the reveal, the floor dipped from about 3.2 to, to about 2.4, I think I saw it, but then ricocheted back and it's, it's going strong. It's at 3.8 here this morning. It looks like there's a wall at four, but if it can get through that, you know, these might be off and running. Bro, what's your, what's your take on the Azuki? Did you play this one at all? Or have you been watching? No. I, I, I'm bearish. I'm still bearish, even despite all these big influencers buying the high-end items, which is like a tough group to fade, but like we've seen it with Toads, it, it doesn't always work out. Um, and I just, one of the historic collections that look like these historically started hot and then tanked. We saw it with On One, we saw it with Sevens, we saw it with Omnimorphs, all the various levels um, of extent. So maybe that means that the demand has been there for um you know an anime type collection and and maybe this is the one that finally breaks through but to me i just you know it's it's not for me um i for ETH, i just you know i it's just not for me so i'm i'm not touching this yeah it's similar to my my viewpoint right now very few products have been able to hold a 3 to 4 ETH floor and yeah. to me, if, if you're trying to jump in right now, you're purely speculating on unproven project and team. And of course, that's so what any new really product like it, is. You just want to, you know, if the, and like the, never let me discourage you if you just like it, you know, but I, I don't, yeah, it's just, I, I would never buy this right now. I'm just a little bit more wait and see, see how the community develops, see if the team is able to deliver, but certainly a strong start. Cannot argue with that. Let's, let's go back to the board. So Apes and Mutants uh, had a pretty strong week, 24,000 ETH. This is funny that we just kind of write that off at this point. It's just standard. Their floor is sitting at 85 and 15 here. Hate Beast Prime, uh, the, I'd say the most highly anticipated drop of this week, 8,800 ETH traded just since Wednesday. The floor sits at 7.8 ETH. Whitelist only. There was no public sale. The floor started out at seven and basically never dropped. I think it's it slowly dropped to like six for a bit, but has already bounced back. This is, I think, the highest come out floor that we've seen for a project. Mecca is our, yeah. our predecessor here and probably the most similar use case. Mecca hit seven or eight too, I think, at one point. It, it did. I don't think it hit it quite this fast. Yeah, um, it didn't stay there either. So, you know... This is a tricky one. So clearly there's tons of market sentiment going towards this one. I can't argue with the 84 holding steady, but man, you know, the yeah. only few examples we have of this, it, it's been a disaster for folks. So I I, say, what's the upside versus the downside? Like if I were playing this, which I would never, ever, ever touch this at this price, I would be like, I'm trying to mint a rare. I'm, no matter what, I'm selling it day one. Like if I can get 50 or 60, from someone that, that thinks these are going to be hot, that's great. Or if I get a comment, just try and head to the exit before other people. Um, but like, again, this is like, you know, I'm not, this isn't, um, 
some totally random team like these this supposedly i haven't done a lot of research just because i see the price and i'm like it's just not worth my time but people i know that like it they say like look the team is good they've been they've been working on this for months you know whatever but like um it's not just like a all hype right there, there's there is some substance behind it but you know these are high prices to hold and the other thing is it's really tough on a project no matter how good you are when your holders are all down a lot of money like if this dips to three or four everyone's down half their money it, suddenly it's harder to build because you have all these angry you have upset you have scared people filling your discord yeah, like that that's a bad sign for a project and so i'm not saying that's going to happen here and and you can overcome it but yeah i like I see a lot of ways this can go wrong. I don't see too many that can go right from this entry point. The other piece I'll quickly highlight, I see 1,400 sales, and this is 7,800 supplies. That means 6,400 people are sitting on a, a 0.2 ETH cost basis. Yeah. So the floor can dip substantially, and those people will still be a multiple, uh, huge multiples. So That's a great point. Be wary of that, but... We'll, we'll be watching. I don't know when that's going to reveal, but certainly that'll be anticipated. Little Heroes, another really good story. They came out at a 0.3 or 0.4 mint. They've done 8,700 ETH instead of a 3.7 floor, still pre-reveal, 10X from mint. So a huge run up. The Crypto Bats are one that really took me by surprise. So this is an Ozzy Osbourne project. I I thought I get the sense that it was a little bit of a Toads derivative. It's not a derivative, but it, it feels like it's got some tie-ins to the Toads project. 7,000 ETH and a 1.9 floor, almost neck and neck with the Cryptodes floor. Have you been following this one? Do you feel like this is going to be able to hold up here? I, I again, I missed the mint and I'm I launched at what 1.5 or something and ran up to two. And I just I don't like playing the unrevealed projects at these prices little heroes 3.7 uh the bats too you know i'm i just for me i really i don't know if i even pay over one uh like 0.5 i'm definitely fine paying for for unrevealed um but there, there's still a lot that can go wrong like so much of this hype in the space is artificial uh with you could fake people are like, oh look how many they have in discord it's like that's often just so faked right like there's projects that had more in discord than users on OpenSea, right? That's just not even mm -hmm. possible. Um, so I'm always a little wary of the big hype. We've seen it crash a lot, right? And then sometimes they keep going. Like Doodles was pretty hyped too. I think those were like 1.5-ish maybe pre-reveal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's maybe the max I would pay then because you, you know, I, I uh, it, it's again, if, if I do pay more than that, I'm really looking to just, uh, I think there's like an arbitrage between the chances of a rare and like my ability to get out with a floor piece as well. But either way, I'm looking to make a sale on day one. I think I haven't seen any of these expensive ones that I really like. So I, I, I could always change my mind, but for right now I'll touch them. I'm with you. Let's, there's a few other products I want to highlight here before we move on. So the female projects continue to do really well. So I, a few weeks ago, I started seeing this trend coming. I think I said in our Discord that we, that we should build a, a female product index and just spy across the projects. Well, I failed to act on my own advice, um, and I'm regretting it. So, World of Women, 4,000 ETH. Beauties, 2,000 ETH. They're up 100% on the week to a 1.4 floor. 
Uh, and I want to say the crypto chicks are in here as well. If I keep scrolling down. Uh, all right. So we've got the crypto covens 1700 ETH. Those are up, up 150% at 1.35 and the crypto chicks 1400 ETH up 200% 0.89. So huge green on the board for yeah. these female projects. Are you playing any of these? Do you feel like this is sustainable? I had some buying uh, some. I had crypto covens. I made it like 11 of them. And then I, I slowly unwound it. Uh, I, I paper handed a lot of them in like the 0.15 to 0.3 range. Uh, but I did, I did manage to keep two or three that I, that I sold for uh, like between one and two ETH. So like, it was still a good play for me, but there's definitely a bit of FOMO when it just moons so crazy. And like a week before I had seven of them and then I'm, you know, I'm holding two into the run. But, uh, you know, still got to be grateful for that that play worked out. And uh, it, it was a good reminder, like those minutes, the, the mint for those was open for months or at least a month. And you could only mint wow. three per wallet total. <laughs> so it was like a pretty good distribution. The art was good. You know, I, I was a little um, spooked by the uh, um, anonymous team. I was like, I don't know, like there's a lot of projects that look somewhat similar. Is this anonymous team? So that's why I didn't go necessarily too harder. But again, we've seen plenty of these uh, anonymous teams deliver too. Although I do prefer um, I, uh, Doc's team in, in yeah. a vacuum. Totally agree. But overall, still a really strong week. A lot of liquidity in these projects and a lot of green on the board. All right, let's switch gears. Let's move into one of ones. The, the lead story for this week is Alpha Satori Kid, a friend of the show, so on Tuesday, he released this piece. It was bought by Trill Deceased. Uh, the piece is called essentially kill.ack.art. The owner had the opportunity to essentially like click a button and kill ACK. Well, he immediately did it. And then ACK deleted his Twitter and he sent the artwork to the burn address. So... <laughs> Not only did he remove himself from Twitter, it, it looked like a rug. Of course, we knew that it, it likely wasn't, but he also took the artwork with him. Um, well, today, after three days, he has risen. Uh, he updated the piece here. Um, we'll show it on the screen. Uh, previously, it was folks just standing around the room, and now we see a uh, person kind of floating in, in the bloody water in the, the room. And he talks about the muses triumphantly reviving ACK and the art from the dead address. So he pulled the address, he pulled the art back and gave it back to Trill. Um, and he's now back on Twitter. So quite the performance art tied to this piece. Um, Brett, any reactions or thoughts? I, think it's kind of dope, man. I, I love that kind of, I love this, this sort of creativity um, it takes. I just like ACK, I think his stuff's cool. It's just, I'm, I don't pay a hundred ETH for stuff. So it, I was just, I'm basically an observer. I'm not going to be in there um, buying it, but I, uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's very innovative. Like no one else is doing this. I am curious, like how will a piece like this hold up over time, you know, five years from now, you know, will the performance piece of it, you know, have died off, but man, it's, it's definitely cool to see. The other thing I'll say with ACK is he's, and, and again, every, every artist is different and, and entitled to their own path, but he does, I think, a pretty good job of managing his supply. Like we've seen some artists get hot right. and then just really just start flooding um, 
content out, right? Take kind of capturing that moment. And uh, like, he's got obviously a lot of demand. 100 ETH for a piece is an incredible accomplishment. And, uh, you know, he still kind of keeps his foot on the brake, which I think is cool. It was also a big week for several other artists. So Searlight has a new mint out on Super Rare. I think it's got a 50 ETH bid already. Kath Samard uh, published a new piece already. Um, and then some notable sales. And we'll put, put these in the show notes. Um, Gui Dizel sold a piece Seaside for 34. Drifter Shoots had a big week, sold two pieces, called the Void for 28, and for all the Lonely Nights for 25. And then uh, this new artist on my radar, Jacob Briglin, kind of has some of the similar Drifter Shoots vibes, sold a piece at the end of the beginning for 22. Uh, so again, we'll, we'll post links to those in, in the show notes. For WGMI and take a look at some floor prices here. Let's start with the PFP. So Board API Club tops the board at 85, up 8% on the week. Kong's Genesis down substantially, down at 69, down 15% on the week. Still ahead of the CryptoPunks at 64, but we finally see some green up 6% on the week. I think the low is somewhere in the upper 50s. My question for you, wow. Brett, and some questions going around Twitter, how punks bottoms? Do we think we're going up only from here? What are your thoughts? I wouldn't be surprised, especially with ETH going down as well. Like if, you, if you're thinking in straight up ETH terms, um, I, I, there's a fair amount of wealthy people on the sideline that, that would just have the cash or other investments, right? To be like, I can just turn this into ETH and buy a punk. Um, I know like I have a friend who hit me up the other day. He's like, do you think punks can get to 20 or 25? I want to buy two if they get down there. Uh, obviously there's still a long way to go before that, but like they're definitely, there's a lot of eyes on the punks floor and there's plenty of people out there looking to be like, okay, what's my entry point? Like there's a lot of people that still want a punk and they may not feel necessarily rushed to buy it or they don't want to pay this high of a price. But there's gonna be buyers all the way down, right? If this keeps if this keeps dropping, there's there's still gonna be buyers. Like I don't see a world where NFTs are a thing and punks are not uh, a uh, like a a top tier asset. So yeah, and I think U.S. dollar pricing doesn't matter. We I mean we think and talk in ETH terms, but the U.S. dollar floor is 175k. It was at like 500k at one point. So yeah. and there are plenty of investors who are on the sidelines who still think in U S dollar terms. Um, so and like, if you're basically a guy that, that you have a job or you do other things, right. You just want some exposure to NFTs. I don't think it's crazy to just buy a punk and just park it. And then that's, you don't even pay attention to it and you just go about your life and, yeah. and you've got exposure here. Like, I think that's probably um, a safer play. Like I would, I would actually buy a punk before ape right now at these prices personally. Yeah. Same. I mean, one is at peak all-time high. Another one's down sixty yeah. percent from all-time high. Not, not to disparage the, the yeah, I mean, and their token. They keep coming. going. It just it yeah. always goes up. So uh, it's been amazing so far. I'm, but yeah, eighty-five is getting up there for what I would think would be uh, the sort of upside left. Quickly going through the rest of these, the cool cats are at twelve point seven, kind of quietly holding tight ahead of their pets drop here at the end of the month. And then there was a lot of talk of doodles flipping cool cats. Well, the doodles are back down to 9.5, which I don't think is a huge surprise after the 200% run up that they had when they ran to 12. That was just a little bit too far, too fast, in my opinion. 
Um, so some healthy retracing there. Um, we've got the Cyber Kongs at 7.9, World of Women, as we touched on, 7.5. I'm trying to see anything else meaningful. Uh, we'll check in on the bits at 3.76. And then the toads, we finally get down here far enough. Uh, I may have passed them. Yeah, there they are, 2.7. All right, so those are our PFP floors. Um, you know, in the art blocks world, I'm not going to run through. It really hasn't changed a whole lot since Tuesday's show. Uh, Fidenza is still top of the board at 73. We've got elevated deconstructions at 55, ringers at 37. From there, archetypes at 17, unigrids at 10, and then everything else is sub 10. But we do have uh, an anticipated curated drop coming out for Monday. I want to spend a couple minutes on that. So the artist is Leo Villarreal. And he's launching his first NFT project. So he comes more from the traditional <clears throat> art space. The name of the project is Cosmic Reef 1024 in total supply. Um, a, a quote from the artist on the Art Blocks page a particular order can be found in deepest space, in our oceans and forests, and all living things, unified code that produces variation. Um, so it's, it's definitely got that, you know, the cosmic, the space feel. It's, it's got geometry in the art. They go on to give a quote from Eric Calderon, Snow Fro, the founder of Artblocks, uh, who apparently has been looking up to Leo Villarreal for quite some time for inspiration. And he's quite excited about this. So I haven't heard a ton of chatter on this one yet, you know, in the NFT Twitter space or Discord groups. So I'll be curious as we get closer to Monday. Um, how this one comes out of the gate. It I mean, seems like you need a, a, a high-powered machine to run this. Brett, go ahead. Yeah, so that that looks cool, right? Um, and I would love it. Uh, like, I like, I think, you know, A, generative art had a, such a boom that this bear has been, like, quite extended. Um, and again, the supply may, may, may be, um, I don't even think Artbox in particular, the supply is, is that much if you really look at it. But um all the other art i mean there's a lot of art coming out but there's going to be a, another moment for generative art at some point like pfps are the rage now that, that's how i started right i was in the pfps and then i became you know an art critic in art blocks last summer mainly because it was going up and it was it was fun to trade them mm -hmm. um but i i think right there's going to be another moment another window and then certainly we've also seen even during this bear time individual projects can pop off so like a curated mint that kind of sneaks through, I think is pretty much always a good bet. Um, you know, especially if they start dipping below one ETH mint price, I, I like the risk reward there. And in terms of the, the computer, that that did kind of bother me because we bought those ciphers from uh, Hideki. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say his last name. Right, um, like Sukumoto. And Sukumoto. And they were um, like, it would make my computer all hot, you know, watching it. They were cool. But it was like, oh, man, this thing is like really hardcore because it was all on chain, like this mm -hmm. really, really cool piece of art. Um, but, you know, I didn't like how it kind of my computer reacted to it. Um, and so those I actually like as a long term play. I, I sold one. I have one. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this drop. I'm going to I'm going to be following it on Monday. Me, too. It's just it's so tough with these new drops. You know, from an investing or trading standpoint, the price matters just so much. So you yeah. can't really have a, a, a locked in decision on this is a good buy or not until you see the price action. Yeah. And also trying to get a sense if it gets botted or not, because we, we've seen the, the huge impact that if 500 gets sniped by a bot, what that has to the market. Yeah, um, you basically <laughs> killed the project. Um, yeah. 
So, but yeah, for me, like this is the kind of thing, if it's above one ETH, I'm probably just watching. Again, if everyone starts going, I might FOMO in for one. And when once it gets to one or below is when it starts um, becoming interesting to me as a play. But again, it's, it's watching the mint numbers. It's watching uh, Discord, Twitter, navigating sentiment to some extent, but uh, some extent, yeah. but yeah. So that's our blocks. Uh, a couple of segments to go here. So in the treasure world, which we're trying to cover more on the show, this is Treasure Dow Magic. They released a white paper tied to the new metaverse Bridge World that is tied to their native game with treasures and the legions. It's a 43-page white paper. I'm not going to try to go through it. I actually have a blog post hopefully coming out later today with 10 key takeaways. Uh, For those who don't want to read it, it'll be a bit of a quicker read. Um, But just a few highlights. So we now know a lot more about the legions characters and the treasures and specifically what type of staking rewards they will get uh, for those who, who stake them, you know, that with that DeFi component, we know a lot more about the overall magic mining and the rewards that will be given out. Uh, We know a lot more about gameplay as well. So there's going to be essentially four things that you can do if you want to participate. So you can just stake either your magic or your NFTs, which is the the easiest, you know, the most hands-off route. You can go on quests with the Legion's characters to do more of that play-to-earn type model. Luckily, they built in an automated component. So you can essentially have the, the program run loops of quests for you with a price tag associated to that. So still fairly low level of effort. You can do summoning where you summon new Legion characters. So essentially creating new NFTs that will get to your wallet. Uh, Again, those are all with the Legion's characters. And then the treasures, you can use them to craft new NFTs, new consumables that can be used in the universe. So a lot of new information on how the game will actually be played. Um, Also in in the game theory section of the paper, there's a a heavy emphasis on guilds and subdows. So the creators here are definitely influencing and incentivizing groups to form to share their resources to pool them for optimal gameplay so we'll be really curious how that kind of plays out we've already seen several guilds start to form here um and then the last piece i'll I'll cover so a lot of the buzzwords in treasure down they talked about gamifying liquidity and how that's such a big goal for them well i didn't really know what that meant They, they cover it in this white paper so essentially they're Creating NFTs out of liquidity positions. So they're wrapping liquidity pool positions as tokens, and then they're incentivizing the players to buy those to use them in the game. So they're actually calling them balancer crystals, and you need those to be able to do certain things in this world, which I thought was so interesting and innovative. I haven't seen that type of liquidity pool incentives in kind of my time in this space. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for this one. Clearly the founders have put tons of thought into this project. Brett, I know you've been somewhat following Magic and Treasure yeah. Dow, somewhat of an outsider. Kind of what's your perspective on what's been happening? So I like it a lot, right? I, 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 have, I have the Magic token. I was going to buy some of the NFTs with it, but I got a little bit of the sticker shock, right? Like they've run up a, quite a bit. And I, I my style is typically I try and get in earlier. So 
Uh, the one thing I think is interesting is they're on Arbitrum, or I don't even know if I'm saying that right, mm -hmm. but they're they're on Arbitrum, which is kind of a random place to get to. Um, and so I absolutely love the DeFi and gaming intersection. I think it's going to be massive. I think Treasure is um, very good chance to do well. Um, this is going to be copied or or like um, you know similar projects are going to pop up on every other chain, right? Um, on, on a, certainly maybe not mainnet ETH, if that's just too expensive, but like Polygon, Solana, Avalanche, like, like, so I'm kind of more interested in, can I get in early on something like this on Avalanche, uh, is, is the way I'm kind of approaching this right now, um, and try and get in before these prices have gone so crazy, but uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of support here. The team, um, seems to be executing very well. A lot of influencers, a lot of like uh, really sharp people are very bullish on this. So I like I have the magic token because I do want some exposure to this ecosystem. But in terms of the NFTs, um, I think I'm going to wait and see. There's a new like staking window where I think I can stake my magic tokens to potentially create an NFT uh, coming up. So probably would do that if, if I can do that. Uh, but coming in and buying prices now when, when the, there's more supply coming, for me is uh, I'm just going to wait, but that's my typical style. I think that's smart. And for those who also share that sticker shock, as I mentioned that the summoning part of the game is essentially calling new legions, the, the, the characters who play in this world into the universe. So as that supply increases, the, the price will certainly go down. So there will be lower cost entries um, most likely into this world, unless the magic token just rips up. But I do want to quickly show this treasure marketplace analytics here. So I'm showing the US dollar volume over the past 30 days in the treasure marketplace. And then just yesterday on the back of the white paper release, it had its all time high day at 10.8 million in revenue in a single day here. Um, a really big number. And if we look at the 30 day volume up at 97 million in 30 days for you know, a, a pretty brand new marketplace with just a couple of projects. And, you know, we've got the, the, the treasure product as well as the small brains here. It feels it's like, the, yeah, it really, the analogy in my head is like when I found OpenSea and some of these new, new NFT products in January and February of last year, and when like the crypto punks were trading between five and 10 ETH, it felt like that was a high price point. And we, of course we know what's happened since then. And I keep saying this, OpenSea only did 90 million in volume last February. So the treasure marketplace in its third month is already there. So that's yeah, that's really impressive to see, um, certainly. And by the way, anybody anybody that was in this in late December, if you look, I'm just guessing, but like you probably could have turned not a huge amount into six figures um, if you if you were smart enough to be buying ahead of this increased market activity. So that's the kind of thing I'm looking for is like, what's the next, what's something else I can get in on this sort of left side of the graph here on uh, mm -hmm. and, and front run the masses easier said than done. But I really like when it, when it, when it works out, it, it, it's pretty cool. So I, you, I often get stuck with just total dust, but you know, sometimes you do get that 10 or 20 X return also, which makes up for the misses. What I do like about this dashboard, it's tied to your notes. So you can also filter by all these different projects. So that's an opportunity to look for, you know, some of the other 
lesser known products or NFTs in this world that don't that haven't seen the same run up have um and of products will be coming so hopefully some some better entry points as new ones get released but certainly more and more eyes on the on the treasure dow world right now all right last uh some upcoming drops more in the sports nft back to dapper labs so the ufc has striked a partnership with ufc and they are going to launch the ufc strike packs here this weekend um so it actually debuts this sunday at 11 a.m pacific so 2 p.m eastern um there's a little bit of in here in this release so they're going to have a hundred thousand packs total priced at fifty dollars each each will have three moments in the pack um they'll have some of the best knockouts submissions epic battles i think they also yes they include the audio um, so you'll have some Joe Rogan voice calling the action in this as well. Um, then they, they go on to describe the different tiers. I think they've got a champion tier up top. Uh, then it'll go down from there. So Depper, you know, continues to roll out the new sports. So we're up to three now. So we have the NBA, NFL all day, and now UFC. So, Brett, is this something uh, that you're going to look at and potentially play this weekend? Or what are your thoughts on UFC strike? Yeah, a hundred percent. I love the UFC. Um, I, again, I like the Dapper products. Uh, I think, you know, again, I've like said, they flooded the NBA supply, I think quite a bit, but like you can either stay salty about it or, you know, just keep it moving. And uh, they've done a, they've done a good job. I'm in their NFL beta, um, which is going smoothly. They got a drop today for the NFL um, UFC. I think it, it makes a lot of sense in this environment. Like those, the five second clips from the UFC are awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. So this, you know, I don't know if it's as many fans as NBA or NFL, you know, I'm not necessarily going into this thinking it's going to be some like massive gold mine, right? Like the early top shot people, like that's never going to happen again. I think on, on one of these dapper things where people just see a thousand X return. But I think, you know, I do think getting in early, um is likely going to be plus ev and and usually uh like nfl we can't even trade them right so you just hold it uh which is fine i don't mind a forced hold in nft space man we've seen it oftentimes it's paper handing something where you'd be better off just holding so if i'm forced to hold i don't mind it so yeah i want to get in this Uh, i wish i had more forced holds as well in hindsight but if you're a ufc fan our Dapper fan, go ahead and check this out. We'll post the links in the show notes. All right. That covers it. That's our show for today. Brett, thanks for jumping on. Thanks to thanks. our listeners and viewers for tuning in. As always, you can catch us next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern as we recap the weekend in NFTs. Till then, stay safe out there. Goodbye.